Thank you, Brother Finney. Thank you, Brother Tanner. If you would read God's order for the New Testament church and missionary, as Paul gives it to us in Romans chapter 10, you find there are five things there that the heathen must, that must be happened for the heathen to become aware of the gospel and believe it. So whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the very first of those five steps is the one that's given last. It's also the one that's given last in Brother Harold's message this afternoon. Training, equipping, preparing, and sending. And we do a lot of talking and training and preparing, but until someone is sent, nothing has yet happened. And so someone must be sent. I thought maybe you might want to think about that model as it gives it to us there in Romans chapter 10, as Brother Harold comes after what we've heard, after the biblical model that was presented to us in these last moments, and now as this brother comes. Would you come, Brother Harold? Who is going to hear unless they are sent? And now, dear Father, it's your opportunity to take our dear brother, who's, who's given much of his time to this important ministry of calling, preparing, equipping. And, oh God, I pray that under your anointing, there would also be ascending, ascending of lives. And, oh Father, you're stirring in hearts, young hearts, dedicated hearts, older hearts. There are people that need to go and use our brother to to underwrite this important message from heaven to our hearts today. Use Brother Hallow, O oh God. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a dream. Have a dream that every Anabaptist church in the United States, we're talking to Anabaptists this morning, because you're, you're from the Anabaptist background, most of you. It's not excluded the Anabaptists, but have a dream. Every Anabaptist congregation in the United States of America, across the world, transplant would transplant into a different country. Have a dream. Why do I dream that? Why do I have that dream? Why do I have that passion? Look, it's getting a little bit dark. About 45, heading to Farmville, Virginia. There's a pickup. Motoring along the highway, there's a father in the driver's seat. There's a little boy beside him. Father says, "There's, there's a man who stopped. You want, you want to get out? You want to give him a track? Look and you see the, you see the truck slow to a stop and see the door swing open. This little boy jumps out, runs over and gives the man a track, smiles, comes back and jumps in the truck with his father. They drive on. His father says, there's a house. Should we stop? You want to go in and give, give a track, go to the door, knock on the door? Little boy says, yeah, sure. See him run to the door and tap on the door, give another piece of paper. Thirty years later, you drive down Route 26 in State College, Pennsylvania. Come along Route 26 and South Garner Street, and you'll see a, a man. He's tall and thin, as a little boy. He's giving him some tr- pieces of paper. On that paper has a few words, training him, like his father trained him. Have a dream. Have a dream. Maybe it'd be appropriate to say who I am. My name is Harold Troyer. I'm here rep- representing. Pleasant View Amish Mennonite Church in Belleville, Pennsylvania. I'm here representing All Nations Bible Translation. I'm a board member. More than that, I want to represent Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Matthew chapter 28, we have a few verses. You know them well. All power is given to me in heaven and earth. Jesus says here, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost.
Lord, this morning I pray you would, this afternoon, you would bind the powers of darkness. I pray for each one here in this room, you write upon their hearts things I never say. Father, I pray this afternoon that you would come down and control. You would touch these hearts of these people. In my heart, first of all, give us that vision, that dream, Father, of going into all the world and preaching the gospel. As you heard our brothers tell us this now, just, just share with his heart. I pray, God, we would get that vision and run. In Jesus' name, amen. Someone told me before the service here this afternoon, maybe I should address something that maybe some of you are have, have doubts in your heart, whether this is for you this afternoon or, or this commission, this great commission we're calling it, is for you and I. There's been a teaching that the apostles only were commissioned to this work, this great commission. If you turn to Acts chapter 1, which is our, our memory verses for this weekend, you'll see that Christ is talking here, and, and it's, it's, it's simple. But ye shall receive power... After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria. So naturally, logically, if we are, in, we have the Holy Spirit, then what's the result? We're witnesses. That's 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 our calling. That's our that's our um, that's our life. We're we can't help it. The apostles say in verse in chapter in chapter four, when they were told not to speak. What do they say? We cannot but speak the thing which we have seen and heard. It's not something you have to have a certain calling on your life. It's when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're a missionary. There's a, there's a, a quote I like very well. It says, every heart, every heart that's filled with God's Spirit, that's a believer, is a missionary. We know the word missionary, we use that loosely here, but the, the messenger. Every heart without the Holy Spirit, without being born again, is a mission field. This afternoon, if you're a Christian, if you're walking with God, you are a missionary, whether at home or abroad. You don't have the Holy Spirit filling your life, you are a mission field. We're out to reach you this afternoon. I spent about nine months in Central America back in the year 2000. A good friend, John Showalter, Guaycacal, Honduras, and he taught me much. He trained me a lot in the way of reaching people. And that method is still what I use today. We used to, we used to leave his house and we walked down across those mountains up and down and we walked through dusty trails and we would come to a little mud shack with some maybe a tent on the top or some some weeds and we'd come up there and there'd be a little few couple posts in the ground there'd be a board across and we'd sit on that board and we'd lean against the dirty house and then we'd sit there and we'd just wait and soon a person would come out of the house and John would talk to them in Spanish and and then we would sit a little while longer and they'd go back in the house and soon they'd come out with them really strong coffee and really sweet and we'd drink that and we'd talk to the owners, the, 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 the person living there and then we would walk on down the trail a little further and come to another little mud hut and we'd sit there and maybe five places in an afternoon. And I remember going many an afternoon with him after the school was out that I taught, I taught the missionary children and we would walk those trails and walk and walk and I'd and I and I I was so I was so blessed, and I would tell John that it's time to go again. And we'd go walking those trails, and that's what where I gained some of my passion too. My father taught me, and then we had some key persons in my life that taught me, trained me with that passion to go out and reach out to those who are who are in need. Remember the next year after I went back home to the United States, where I was where I lived in Missouri, and Brother John came up to visit in our area, and he was there, and he had I was talking with him. He had told me he had a call from his his fellow fellow pastor in, in, in the area where he worked in Honduras, and he said, the pastor told him, look, John, it's the year after we had done all this walking these mountains, he said, I, I need help. You've got to come back. He said, I have, 
30 in instruction class, and there's people coming here, and they're just they're filling our place, our, our little church, our little tiny wood church with cracks in the wall. They're filling this place up. I need your help. Come, come back. That's the mission of the church. I want to talk a little bit about a word in, in verse 8 of chapter 1 of Acts. The word here is witnesses. I understand in the original language, in the Greek, that means something like a martyr. And I think today that that's, that's the mission of the church. That is the mission of the church. We are to, to train our people, we're to equip them, we're to prepare them and send them. But the mission of the church is to learn how to die. It doesn't sound very good to you this afternoon, but I think we as, we as Christians, we haven't learned to die very good. And I mean more than just dying to the flesh. That's important. But I think we cringe at death. You know, and, and you look at, look across the time, the history of our Anabaptist forefathers and them, when they, they gave their heart to the Lord, they were, they were planning on dying. That was, that was fixed. And they signed their name there to Jesus Christ. They were on the, there, there was the death penalty. They were going to die. And I think this afternoon we have not learned to die very well. My prayer is this afternoon that we will learn how to die. John chapter 12 talks about the, 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 the grain that falls into the ground and dies to bear fruit. Unless it falls into the ground and dies, it, it, it bites alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. Are we willing to die? Are you willing to die? I understand in, in Rome, around the year 70 AD, there was an emperor that was, his name was Nero, and he would take out Christians. He would take them, he would, he would, they would find these Christians, they would bind them. They would bind them to a post, a big tall post in his gardens, his massive, beautiful gardens, and he would wrap them in some kind of cloth and pour oil on this or some type of a, of a, a flammable liquid and cover this with this, this cloth and put something on it that would burn very well and pour it all over them very well, these live Christians, and he would light them. And that would, that would be like a flaming torch in his gardens at nights to light his garden pathways. Very cruel way of, of lighting his, his beautiful gardens with, with these Christians. Well, that is the mission of the church. That is the mission of the church. We are to be lights set on a hill, hillside, on, on a bonfires for Him. And that is our mission, to burn for Jesus Christ. Consuming everything, our very life. And one of my prayers has been over the years that, that and I'm not sure, you know, if it's a good thing to pray, but that when I, when I, when I leave this life, I don't die in a bed. But I die for Jesus, somehow. I don't know, maybe that's the wrong prayer to pray. Peter, he, he was nailed to a cross. Paul was beheaded. We have all our Anabaptist forefathers that died. For his sake. And, and this afternoon, I'm not sure how to say this in a way that's not, um, are you willing to die? Are you content to die in a bed? I appreciate Brother TJ and his vision for his own people and I pray for him as he goes to Algeria. God bless him. I won't say much more there, but I, I just want you to lift him up in prayer as he, as he plans on going sometime in the new future. And all of us as we reach out to these, these, these strongholds around us, we not be afraid to die. Are we willing to burn for Jesus? Are we teaching our children to die? The beauty of death. Dying to self and then dying physically for the Lord Jesus. We don't want to die in the flesh. God give us grace to be willing to die for a task much bigger than ourselves. We have an impossible task ahead of us. Those who are not willing to die will not accomplish that task. There are nearly 2,000 languages without the Bible, in many countries. No scripture. There are almost one-third of our brothers in other countries, one-third of seven billion who have never heard the name of Jesus. That should grip our heart. Are you willing to die? 
there are radical religions. There are completely different worldviews, cultures, geographical impossibilities. Task remaining is impossible. It's impossible. Utterly useless to, to, to attempt. But the Almighty God, the intelligent designer of the universe, is ready to empower mortal, failing men to do just that. It's impossible. It is time to close now. I have a lot more to say, but I want to say that um, that's just the burden I have this, this, this afternoon. Is that that word there in Acts chapter 1, verse 8? Are you a witness? Am I a witness? Am I willing to be on a, be on a pole and burn for Jesus as a witness to the world that all men might know there's a God in Israel? Let's pray. Father, we just pray this afternoon as we think of the 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 input into our lives from others who have taught us and trained us and equipped us and showed us the way and Lord have prepared us. We thank you that you have sent us. We thank you for the words in Matthew, the commission of Christ and Acts there, that he sent the Holy Spirit into our hearts to be ambassadors for him, reconciling the world to him. We thank you, Father, this, this, this afternoon that you have promised to be with us to the very end. And I pray, God, today you would work in us such a passion for you, such a deep longing for you, such a deep inspiring desire to go into all this world, every place in the world, dear God, to spread your word, to translate scriptures, God, to plant churches and cities, Father. I pray you put it into our hearts, dear God. Things we can't do, I pray you'd make us do them. Put it in us, dear God, and send us forth, willing to die for you. Father, help us to die. Help us to burn for you. To burn for you, Father. Bless this meeting this weekend. Further, we ask for your Holy Spirit to continue to anoint us, convict us, and draw us ever closer and show us the way. Father, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.